What is going on, Hogline Nation? Welcome back. Uh, it's been so long since we last recorded. <laughs> no, Jack and I yeah. reco- Jack and I recorded back to back episodes, but back to back, going back to back. Um, um, yeah. So we are here live in studio. Um, We're not live. Yeah, we should we should go on tour. We should have a yeah. we should go across the the township. Across yeah, across Bucks County. Bucks County and do a live tour. So stay tuned for that. Well, yeah, yeah. Join our Patreon to help fund our. Uh, we'll get a bus and everything. It'll be cool. Yeah, we're gonna go on tour. We sleep <laughs> sleep in the tour bus. <laughs> um, but today we are. It's uh, it's our NFL show. The NFL kicked off last night in the Hall of Fame game. That's right. Uh, well, not last night when you're listening to this, but last night at time recording. Yes. Yes. Uh, it was the Broncos and the Falcons. Even though, pretty lackluster game. Not much going on. Uh, but. It's still football, nonetheless, and uh, got us excited. So, here to talk some football, we've got some uh, hot takes. So, yes, just turn up the AC because it's getting hot in here. Oh, that was dumb. Uh, I've, been yeah. thinking about, I've been honestly thinking about that all day. <laughs> I, mean, I can't wait to say that in the episode. Um, yes, yeah, so we're just, it's just, we're going to give our uh, some bold predictions. That's what this episode is going to consist entirely of. Yeah, we've yeah. got a. Uh, you know, I've got five. Jack's got like five or six. So yeah, gonna be sharing our our bold predictions. Maybe some of them will come true. Maybe some of them will be way off. Um, I don't know what Jack's list is. He doesn't know what mine is. And, yes. Um, so we're going to you're gonna get some some raw reactions here. Yeah, you know Jack can have some wild things to say. So we'll see what he has to say here. Yeah. So um, yeah, let's get right into it. Start us off. Uh, bold prediction number one. Go. This one's for all you Eagles fans out there. Oh, God. You know this one already, Mitchell. With or without Zeke, oh. the Cowboys will win the NFC East. Um, I disagree, but, I mean, it's not completely crazy. They won it last year. Assuming they sign Dak and Cooper, which I think they will. Um, uh, this... We saw with the Steelers last year that with a great O-line, like, all pro running backs can be replaced. Um, yeah, but there's a difference between James Conner and Alfred Morris and whoever or, they have. Or Tony Pollard or Mike Weber, whoever's Sure, the but I, I just – I think that the success of running a run game is far more dependent on an O-line than it is to the running back, and I think – that's I mean, not just I think I I'm I, I would like to say that's almost fact. Was, no, I I completely agree. Yeah. Um, and this O line is I think get, is going to be healthy next year. Have, it wasn't last year, I believe. Yeah, they didn't have Travis Frederick. He was yeah. dealing with some type of I think some type of disease like blood clots. I I don't know yeah. exactly what the name it was, but he was not there last year. He's healthy this year and he's back. And all reports say he looks good. So their offensive line is, you know, returns to probably the best in the NFL. Uh, with, Second best. With, yeah, I don't know. They got Zach Martin, Tyron Smith, and uh, Frederick. And I think Connor Williams is probably starting at their other tackle spot. So pro- I think it's the best o- O-line in football. And um, But, th- yeah, that being said, I don't know how many wins Zeke's presence equates to. I mean, they are a better team with him, but – how much better team with him, with or without him, is um, that is 
up in the air. So. And whether you like it or not, Dak's a good quarterback and can win a Super Bowl. Um, I, 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 we were talking about this the, the other day. I, I, he is good, and I think he's capable of. But I think the team has to be, uh, very good and at its healthiest to like win the Super Bowl. Like I think he needs a locked and loaded, very I, talented team around him. And I think this team, the Cowboys, kind of has have that. great talent all around. I mean, we all know that his splits with Cooper and without, like, where he's head and shoulders above what he was without without Cooper in weeks one through eight, statistically speaking, and record-wise. Um, yeah, Amari Cooper made they added, a real offense. They did not have any other, They didn't have any right. weapons to throw the ball to in the beginning part of the season. Like, Michael Gallup was like the number, the that's, facto that's number bad. one receiver. Yeah, that's not good. Um, and they add veterans, Randall Cobb and Jason Witten. That's, that can't be, be worse than what they had. That's yeah, an improvement. They, they lose Cool Beasley. They replace him with Randall Cobb. I'd say that's an adequate replacement right. to say the, the least. improvement. Um, yeah. And then on the defensive side of the ball, I mean, I think they have the arguably the best. Mm, I don't know if I should, arguably the best linebacker duo. They have a very up and coming um, yeah defense as a whole, with Lawrence and Van Der Esch and Smith and Byron Jones, um, young names across the board. They're all relatively young. I think they're all like twenty six or twenty seven and younger. So their defense is on the come up. So as much as all the Eagles fans out there, hey, don't want to admit it. I mean. And how the stigma of the Cowboys with Jerry Jones and how they're poorly managed by their coach, um, they're they're gonna be relevant. I I don't think that's deniable. Yeah, and I I mean I disagree. I think the Eagles will win the East. But uh, another thing to be said, there has not been a repeat winner of the NFC East for quite some time. So take that as uh, if as you grain of salt. It. That's a grain of salt. I'm just saying, as like the, it, it might be a coincidence. Goes. It may be a coincidence, but it has happened for a while, I think. So the only thing that'll keep them out. And the, sorry to cut you off. The only thing that'll keep them out, or their biggest inhibitor, will be Jason Garrett. <laughs> Except he, I, I feel like he coaches better when he's, he's. I feel like he's always on the hot seat, but when he's like really on the hot seat, when like the Cowboys need to win that week, like he'll coach them to win. But I feel like he's just a, I don't know. Like in the, like how they beat the Saints last year, like they, I like there was a lot of pressure under him and he they pulled it out. So I don't know, Jason Garrett, get your act together. Yeah, all right. For the sake of America's team, I uh, my first bowl prediction. I was gonna say one of them, but I'm gonna save it for later on here. Uh, the one I'm gonna start off with is Nick Chubb will lead the NFL in rushing yards this year. <laughs> wow. Okay. Um. No. Yes. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. I after mean, Carlos, he's good. But... After Carlos Hyde got traded last year, he averaged 17.6 carries per game. Uh, he was heavily featured in the offense when Freddie Kitchens took over uh, as the offensive coordinator. So, wait. Yes. Yep. That's right. Yeah, mm-hmm. when he took over as the offensive coordinator, Freddie Kitchens utilized him a lot. And he was in a he was a league winner in fantasy last year when sure uh, he got the chance. Yeah. He only started ten games. He had just under a thousand yards, and I mean he had a few. He really was not utilized at all when Carlos Hyde was a starter. He got very limited carries. He had that one big game against Oakland in week 
three or four where he had three carries for like a hundred yards. He had yeah, two long touchdowns. touchdowns. Yeah. But other than that, he was not. He was getting like two, three carries a game. He was very like he just he wasn't even like on the he was, might as well be inactive at that point. So he really only played in ten games, and he killed it in those ten games. Um, I think that he's going to be very good. I think he he's such a talented runner. If he didn't have a very grotesque injury in college, he would have been right up there. As, he was picked at the the early second round. Even with that injury, he was you know thankfully able to come back and still have a productive senior year in college. Um, but he's a very talented running back, and he gets kind of overshadowed in that class that he like because they had Saquon and Sony Michelle and Carryon Johnson and Rashad Penny was a first round pick. So that was a talented running back class overall. So I think his talent kind of kind of gets um, lost in there. But I don't know. I think he's gonna kill it, and I know everyone's worried that when Kareem Hunt comes back, he'll you know steal some of the work, and that is true. They're not gonna sit Kareem Hunt on the sideline. Um, they signed him for a reason, but I, I can't see a scenario where if Nick Chubb is playing the way I think he will play, I don't think he's coming off the field that much. I mean, his touches will get decreased slightly, but, you know, not enough in my opinion. I, I think he's going to be an absolute stud this year, and I don't know. I, just, I think he could win the rushing title this year. So... In the nine games he started at running back, he had um, six seventy-eight. He had seven hundred sixty yards and on the ground. Yes. And six touchdowns, seven touchdowns on the ground. In nine games, right? Yeah. So seven hundred sixty yards. In nine games, as that's a starter, that's pretty good. That's like, I don't, I can't do the math exactly in my head, but I, I'm guessing that's around fourteen hundred yards, right? If you pace that Probably. out for sixteen games, and Zeke won the rushing touchdown, rush, rushing title, excuse <laughs> me, last year, uh, with around that mark. I think he had fourteen hundred something yards. So, I don't think it's that crazy to say. I think that, um, I don't know. I think he's gonna be great this year. I mean. Sure, that can happen. He's just Kareem Hunt. Just it's it's going to depend on how much he gets, how much how much of the workload they give. I him. I just don't see him taking away that much. If Nick Chubb is killing it, I don't think they're gonna maybe a little bit. But and again, Kareem Hunt is suspended eight games. They have a bye week in week nine. Nine. He's not playing till week ten, and it's not like he's gonna. He can't. Kareem Hunt can't even practice with the team. It's not like he can practice with the team. He's going to jump right back in in November. So he's not going to just, you know, all of a sudden come out of the gates at, from not practice. I know it's he, he's not going to not work out and yeah. whatnot, but, but he's got to be it's different when you're implemented pl- in a yeah. – yeah, it's so tough. It's, it's hard to see him just coming out of the gates and producing right the first week he's back with the team. So I'm not too worried about that at all. Yeah, I mean, you make good arguments. Uh, it could happen, I suppose. I don't think it'll happen, but it's bold. So, yeah. yeah. Um, we'll move on to my next. Um, James Conner will finish top three in all-purpose yards. Okay. Uh, last year, he played in 13 games. Last three weeks, he, weeks 
14th or 16th technically, uh, was out with injury. Um, he was on a 16-game pace of 1,809 total yards, which would have been 6th. So I think that can definitely happen. Uh, is he stays healthy all year? Um, I don't. I mean, I don't know who's gonna be in the top three. I just think James Conner will be amongst the top three. I don't know. I it certainly could happen. Certainly not gonna complain if it does happen. <laughs> but um, and I I and you know obviously the uh, relatively popular narrative has been the Steelers are gonna be more of a committee this season than they That's ever have been. Don't um, believe those rumors. I don't. Truly, but I don't like. I'm like, okay, this is definitely happening, but I think it'll be slightly more than just historically. It's been just one guy and the other guys get one touch a game, maybe. Like, it's been all one guy, and I think it's going to be a little less this year. Why? Because James Conner wasn't healthy in the critical part of the season down the stretch when we needed him. So maybe easing. Scaling back his workload slightly will help him be more effective and healthy when we need him most in December. Well, I'm going to say it about the the committee talk. The only reason that the committee talk came about is when, in an interview, James Conner said, I mean, I think it was That's just... That's not the only I reason. Think, yeah, well, why is it the only... What, what other report came out? It was the only... I mean, not just reports, but just by the fact that we drafted Benny Snell in general. I, well, we, we need another running back. Ridley's I don't know. I, I think that Jalen Samuels will get more work in the passing game than he did last year. So I, I still think Connor will dominate the the rushes, but maybe your predi- p- excuse me prediction will be slightly off because he won't get the receiving work that he needs to be top three in scrimmage yards. I think there's Saquon's going to be force fed the ball all game, and there's five, six, seven other guys who can make that argument will be that. And I don't know if James Well, Conner's I just want to speak them. to the committee talk again because the only reason that came about is when James Conner said that it, it's I a, expect an, evens, like an, an even distribution of work for all the running backs in the room. But, like, clearly that's not going to happen with four running backs on a depth chart. And then later on he came out to say that I expect the same role as last year. And I don't have any reason – like, there's no reason to believe that he's not going to the same role as last year because I think his first quote – was just blown out of proportion because it was just taking. He was just trying to credit the talent that was in the running back room. The word committee is not not the best word to describe it. I don't think it's going to committee implies like sixty forty or fifty fifty between two or three guys or whatever. I I'm I'm saying I think it'll be more like seventy five twenty five or eighty twenty as opposed to like ninety five five. You know, he's de- he's clearly the lead back, but you know, you know what I mean. Like I- I'm not saying it's going to be like an even split, and I still think he'll be a very solid fantasy running back and a productive NFL running back. But um, you know, you know what I mean. But I again, it-, it could it could happen. So that's what we're here for. We're here for the steamy takes. Um, oh, you're not. I mean, you might like this one, but probably not. Uh, <laughs> we'll move on. My second one. Uh, I think the Cardinals will go from the thirty-first, uh, ranked. They they ran out of the thirty-two NFL teams. They were thirty-first in plays per game. I think they're going to go all the way up to number one this year. 
They want to do it. Just because they said they're going to do it. And they're going to do it. How many times has a coach made a prediction and it's came, it's, it has come true? Well, Cliff Kingsbury is <laughs> just so hot that I believe him. All right. Well, I'm uh, just going to jump to my other bold take. I have Kyler Murray will be playing strictly baseball by 2023. Oh, God. <laughs> so we'll, we'll, we'll dive into the, with the Cardinals a little bit. So um, go so, ahead. So obviously the Cardinals were a very slow offense last year. Uh, Steve Wilkes... Um, is there's not a very good offensive mind to say the least. Uh, and again, P- I've been talking up in various group chats and to all my friends that I'm high on Kyler Murray and I just want to explain myself a little more. Um, I am not saying uh, that the Cardinals will win games this year. I'm not saying that Cliff Kingsbury is even a good coach in terms of winning football games. I think the offense that he is proposing that he's bringing to the table will be very good for fantasy. I think Kyler Murray will be very good for fantasy. I'm I'm just not 100% sure if they're going to be able to like actually win games, especially this year because the defense is still very suspect. Uh Patrick Pearson's not there for the first 6 games and besides him there's still very various holes to fill anyway. Um obviously they needed a pass rusher in the draft too and they didn't take one. So the defense is very suspect. But to my point, that kind of helps. That's not my main argument, but that could be spun as that helps the offense stay on the field. Even like if the defense is like letting up touchdowns left and right, bad defense equals good offense in terms of good fantasy numbers. Anyway, that's not my main point for why I think they'll be good in fantasy. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury has made an effort to. I mean, he said that he wants to run more plays. They said they want to run ninety plays per game. That would that be. That's just not realistic. That's not going to happen. But uh, last year, the league leading was 70 plays per game. I think they can get up there. I think they get 70, 75. Uh, they drafted a lot of wide receivers. They want to throw the ball a lot. Um, and they're going to spread the field out. They, they're they going to run a lot of three, four receiver sets. And, I mean, this is this is just, I think, Kyler Murray. I, I, mean, I could talk about, we could have a whole episode about Kyler Murray because we obviously disagree a lot about him. But I think he's going to be very good for fantasy because his his rushing ability is going to be so underrated. And he's just such a better thrower than people give him credit for. And he's going to have so many long touchdown runs because he's just so fast. He's faster than anyone that he plays defense against. That last he, doesn't, he doesn't play defense. <laughs> he's faster than anyone on the defense in any given game that he's playing. Okay. That's what I meant to are say. Are you are are you are you done? I guess so. To what you said about Cliff Kingsbury. I don't have faith he's going to win games. Is what you said. Do you agree that you don't think the Cardinals are going to be good? I don't. Have I don't. I think they're going to be. They, what were they last year? Two and four, three. Yeah, and church. I mean, the worst team. In the I think NFL, they. Yeah. I think they'll be. They will be better. Okay. They're not going to be the worst team in the league. Um. But I could see them winning seven games. That's a stretch. I don't have faith in Kingsbury to win games, and not just win games, but to execute a plan that he wants to execute and what he says, like. When he was coaching Pat Mahomes at Texas Tech, they over Mahomes' tenure, they did not have a winning season. He's not; he's just not a successful coach. Is what I said in our group chat. I don't understand how 
a college coach can get fired from his school and then get hired by the next level up an NFL team. That makes no sense to me. I mean, no, that that makes sense, and maybe you're right, but I think that he's got a good offensive mind, and maybe he's better suited to be an offensive coordinator for a team. Maybe that would have been a better hiring for him. Why? Why are you saying he's a good offensive mind? Like, why is he this big offensive guru? Like, that, you're not the only one that's saying that. I don't understand why he's just this great offensive mind now that he couldn't he couldn't win six six games at tech, in a season in Texas Tech. Did Patrick Mahomes flourish or not at, at Texas Tech? Yeah, but what, the, that's the Big Twelve. What those defenses are? What are they as compared to what what he has to face now? And that's uh, like I I and the, Speaking to that, I guess, um, well, kind of backtracking to that. I like I I like Josh Rosen, and the Cardinals gave up on Josh Rosen way too quickly. I mean, there was a coaching change, so and Kingsbury's quote unquote his guy is Kyler Murray. That's why they drafted Kyler Murray. They gave up on Josh Rosen way too quickly, and he's a great talent. And they wasted the number one overall pick on a need like they did not need a quarterback. They had a quarterback, and no quarterback is going to prosper at all with the worst offensive line in football like i they're not going to win games and no quarterback is going to produce stats that are good for fantasy behind the i don't care how fast he is behind the worst o-line in football he's like he's just not going to put up stats that are going to be satisfy fantasy owners cliff kingsbury is going to get the ball out of kyler murray's hands quicker how can cliff king like it's not up to Cliff Kingsbury. The O-line just isn't good enough to protect him long enough. Yeah, but quick-hitting throws will be implemented more. It's all part of the system. Okay, but what's that at a time? Five, six yards? He's not going to have time. To, he's not going to have much time or opportunity to scramble. He's not going to get that as many as the. He's not going to get hit the rushing stats that you're looking you're looking for. I like I, I it's. It just makes me mad that like they kind of gave up on Josh Rosen for for an experiment that is risky. I mean, as a his hands are small. He's five ten. Like there are some big risks. I know he's an accurate passer, but he went back to what I was saying about the Big Twelve. Like his his completion percentage in the Big Twelve was sixty seven point four percent, I believe. The uh, height is so over. Blown. All right, I I I don't have a huge people are vendetta saying against, that he's gonna like against people small are saying that he'll be bad because his height or that's the weakest argument. You small can hands is a factor too. Okay, he's been playing football his whole life. It's not like the football's any, any football. Sp- football was his second sport until about nine months ago. Okay, it's not the, the, the like the football is any bigger than in the college. It's the same size football. Okay, well, it's a dumb argument. I it's just. So he, but what I was saying though, his completion percentage against Big Twelve defenses was sixty-seven point four, and Josh Rosen's was like sixty-one or two in college, I believe. So their accuracy is not far far off from each other, and I, I, I don't know. The whole Josh Rosen thing makes me mad that they, I don't know, I don't know what else I'm saying, but yeah. All right. Well, that was a long time, uh, but yes. Jack can go next. Um, Deshaun Watson's gonna win MVP. I don't think it's that bold. <laughs> yeah, that's, it really wasn't that's that. That's kind of a lukewarm take. It's not really a hot take, but um, I mean, what, what has been Josh? No, that's wrong. What has been Deshaun Watson's <laughs> um 
Josh Watson. <laughs> what has been his biggest inhibitor thus far in his career? What would you say? Um, health and offensive line play. There you go. Thank you. Wide receivers assume I appear to be healthy. DeAndre Hopkins. Oh, I was referring to his own health. His own yes, health, sure. Yes, yes the receivers. His receiving is core is healthy. He appears to be healthy. Texans invested high capital in their O line. Their first round pick on right tackle Titus Howard. Second round pick on right guard Marcus. Nope, Max Sharping. Um. So their O line and first. Young O lineman, like you, we saw, we all saw what Quentin Nelson did for the the Colts last year. That he turned one of the worst O lines into the best O lines in one year. So yeah, but T- Titus Howard was, uh, that was a reach. He was not sure. supposed to go in the first round. He is known to be a project, so I don't know how much of an impact he will actually have. Obviously, Quentin Nelson is a, is a rare exception, but it could happen. But we'll see. But yeah, and, and I don't know. Well, he's going to win MVP. I don't really know what else to say. Uh, no, I, I, I think, I mean, Kiki, Kuti, and Will Fuller have definitely, you know, had trouble staying healthy um, so far throughout their NFL career, especially Will Fuller. Um, but I mean, Will Fuller, I, I'm not 100% sure, but I think he avoided the PUP list. It was either him or Cooper Cup. It was I don't one, know. One of them. Uh, so, but. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, we'll we'll see. I I don't really trust players coming off of ACL injuries, but um, that's fair. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I regardless, Watson still puts up good numbers with or without these guys because he's obviously got um, arguably the best receiver in the NFL. So, yes, if you've got Hopkins, you've got a chance at that point. So, I mean, like I said, not really a bold take, but we'll sure. We'll we'll, yeah. see, we'll see how the rest of yours go. Uh, my my other two are bold. Okay, yeah, th- this th- this is kind of on par with yours because this this next one I have is not necessarily too bold of a take, I guess. Maybe uh, Patrick Mahomes will throw for more yards this year than he did last year. Okay, that's not that bold, I guess, because I guess I don't know the, a popular storyline and narrative that people are trying to say is Mahomes regression. People have been saying, oh, he's bound to come down. He's bound to come down. Um, but there's why. I, I don't know why. Right, I, yeah, there, I, there's I, no reason. That. I think he will. Yeah. I mean, the reason is because it was a historic year. And oh, more yards? I didn't realize he threw for 5,097 5, yards. I'm saying he'll throw more. Because, yeah, I mean, people think he led the – Big Ben led the league in passing. Just put that out there. So, like, I, I just always knew that. Like, what did Big Ben have? Like, I, he had 5,100, but, like, right? Yeah, but I, I think yeah, Mahomes anyway, is going to – I've said it. I said it on an earlier podcast. I think he's going to win MVP again, um, and I think he'll throw for more yards. I just uh, he could sure. He's a special player, and I know he had this historic season that, you know, only Peyton Manning's probably had a better regular season than that. But I just don't see a reason why that would slow down. Like he still has all his weapons. Tyreek Hill's not missing any games, and he's got. And they added. McCole Hardman in the draft, like they've got just yeah. weapons all over the place, and I mean, there's just no reason why you could just say that he can't, other than just oh, it's never been done twice before. That's the only reason why, and I kind of get that, but he's a special player, and he yeah. makes throws that we've never seen before. So I'm just confident that he'll be right up there. Sure, regression could happen, but it's not going to be that drastic at all, if anything. So. I'm saying more yards than last year. 
Patrick Mahomes' full name is Patrick Levon Mahomes II. And his alleged nicknames are, there's four, Showtime, The Musician, Fat Trick, and The Gunslinger. I've heard, like, I guess you could say I've heard a gunslinger and I've heard of Showtime. But I've well, the gunslinger is just like a common term. I don't know. It's like hit, it's him specific. Okay. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes. Fat, what does Patrick mean? Well, he's not fat. <laughs> I don't really understand. Uh, maybe he has a child he was. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, okay. You said your last two here are very bold. So, yes. Turn up the AC, folks. Um, You're going to like this one. Browns win seven games. I uh, I don't think it'll happen, but it could happen. I hate Baker Merrifield. There's Merrifield. Uh, there's <laughs> Mer- Merrifield, so much. No other player in the league I hate more. I hate him more than Antonio Brown. Um, uh, I don't know about that one. He's an obnoxious, ignorant, a lot of other adjectives person. Um, I hated him before the Browns. I promise you. Um. And just icing on the cake that he went to Cleveland. And now they're kind of relevant. Um, but I think the their biggest inhibitor is the personality clash between himself, Jarvis, and Odell. I saw, I heard um, that he was already um, getting on. He was... He yelled at Odell and Jarvis in practice because they weren't hus- They didn't run back to the uh, the huddle after uh, QB scrambling drills. Um, I don't know how Odell and Jarvis took that, but if I had to guess, I don't think they're gonna take. Like I don't care what kind of persona Baker's trying to put on to be the leader of the clubhouse at a 24 year old. I don't think Odell and Jarvis, as veterans in the league, are going to put up with a 24-year-old telling them what to do for that long. There's a lot of ways this could go. I mean, it could happen exactly like you just said. It could just be a nightmare, and they don't listen to each other, and the chemistry could be all off, and they could be the Browns, and they could be overhyped, and, you know, whenever there's a sliver of hope, it just gets, you know, it vanishes. That could certainly happen, but it could also work out really well. And I mean, Odell is a generational talent, and this Baker—you can't say he's not an upgrade from an aging Eli Manning. So yeah, uh, it could work out really well, and they've got more weapons and more talent across the whole field than they ever really have in our lifetime. So I mean, it could go. There's a lot of ways it could go. So I'm not discounting what you said. I I I personally lean more towards the success uh, outlook for the Browns. Uh, personally, I think it will work out. I think this is the time where they finally turn turn the turn the page and become relevant again. And, I mean, on, on top. Sorry to cut you off, but on no, top I'm of all done. on top of all this, I mean, they a new coaching regime is put in place. So, like, I know there's a lot of talent there, but they they gotta. As much talent, like talent can only take you so far. You got to put together on the coaching end. So that's another reason. Yeah. Certainly could happen. Uh, I've got two more. Yep. Uh, I guess the first one I'll go with is uh, this is more wishful thinking. I'm sure it's everyone's wishful thinking. But the Patriots will not get a bye this year. 
I was I was entertaining the thought of uh going really bold and say the Patriots won't make the playoffs, but like I couldn't. There's no. There way. is just no way they won't win the AFC East. Like, I just what, don't see it because no. like what has changed. I mean, you could say like. Make an argument. Make an argument if you can for the Patriots to be worse. Uh, argue your bold take. Oh, okay. Well, I just Tom Brady's got to be bad at some point. We say right? it every year. We say it every year. But he, he really was like he definitely took a step back so. this yeah. past year. I guess so. That that is he true. He really did. He was not. If if you look at the numbers, he was just. I mean, he turned it back up in the playoffs. Yeah. But the regular season, he was a. Average quarterback, but do you think that's just part you do, of like not caring? Like it's just like I don't know. Like it's like LeBron, like just get to the playoffs and like we'll just ride it out from there. We'll we'll turn it on. I don't know. I just I credit it more to the scheming of why they just had play, obviously they won the Super Bowl, but yeah, he's a system success. quarterback. So maybe at this, I mean, I'm you can't say that for his whole career, but maybe at this point he it kind of is. It's just the timeless intelligence and scheme of Bill Belichick and the whole entire crew. So, but yeah, I, I mean, I don't have his exact numbers in front of me, but I'm sure if he did a blind resume with Tom Brady and some other just run of the mill average mm-hmm. quarterback, who's like maybe in like the 12th to 18th best quarterback range in the NFL, I'm sure they would be right. Pretty similar. So, I don't know. You can kind of see the trend. He is on the decline, and maybe, like I said, they're making the playoffs. There's no one in the AFC that's going to take them over. Some people are a little high in the Jets this year because, you know, Sam Barnell might take the next leap when they got Le'Veon and blah, blah, blah. But, no, they're not not losing the AFC. They're not losing the AFC East. And, I don't know. I just said it maybe because I'm – Obviously, I'm really high in the Chiefs. I just said that Mahomes will MVP again, and I think the Chiefs are going to be awesome. Um, at this point, they're my Super Bowl pick. So I think the Chiefs will be awesome. I think the Colts could have a really good year. I think that Andrew Luck has – this is clearly the best offensive line he's ever had in his career. And they've got – The defense is getting better with defense uh, is getting Leonard. better. They, have, they, uh, they brought in some weapons. They drafted some weapons. So I think the Colts could be really good. Who was their first pick? Um, do you know? No, I don't know. Kind of slipped my mind. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not 100 sure, but I think that we'll still be good. I mean, I'll get into more of that later. We can discuss that for hours, but I think we'll still be. I think we'll better. I think the Browns will be. There's just a lot of good AFC teams that I could see. You know, I mean, like I said, I think the Patriots will make the playoffs. They're going to win the division, so in my mind, they're going to be a three or four seed, and um. Yeah, it's just crazy that that's a bold prediction because I just think they've had a buy for how many years, right? They've had the buy, they've know. had a buy for. We'll look up the the number later, yeah. but it's been a ridiculous amount of time. So, um, yeah, just, they won't get a buy. I mean, so, other than the only argument I can make to that is like what you said, like a possible Brady decline, but like roster wise, their defense didn't didn't get worse um they added a uh, damien harris to their running backs i mean their running back room is solid they added a lost gronk sure but i mean honestly he provided he had a good super bowl um i mean his he's hurt for a lot of season his production can be go, like made up uh they added Nikhil harry 
Um, so I mean, their roster's still there, but uh, yeah, just praying Sucks. that praying that Brady will be human and be a, be a forty two year old man and not dominate the NFL. Yeah, that's just that's not supposed to happen. So, yep, we'll see. Come on, Max Kellerman, like please be right. With- <laughs> That's the thing with his prediction. Like, eventually he's going to be right. If you just like saying it every year, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> eventually he's going to be right. But we'll see. Uh, my last bold take is Todd Gurley will have under 1,100 scrimmage yards. I guess that's not that bold, though. Like, there's... So, I meaning agree. he's going to get about 1,000. I, I didn't want to go under 1,000, but he's going to get, like, about 1,000 scrimmage yards. I agree with you. Yeah. I said it on this on our show before. I'm staying away from Todd Gurley at his ADP right now in fantasy. Like I don't his name is Todd Gurley, so we just intuitively think he's gonna produce at like we think that it's gonna be a steal in the second round, but when the coach comes out and says that they wanna split carries between Todd their run, a running back and then a running back they drafted in the beginning of the third round, their first not their first pick, but I like I don't care like who it is he's splitting with. They want to prolong his career. He has arthritis in his knees. That's not good. I mean, there's his knees are are like a Jay Ajayi type knees. I feel like like they to keep him like so limited in the Super Bowl. Like I had you you have to figure something major is up, and it clearly has been. So I yeah yeah I um uh, I I. I... Everyone who's worried about the the knees, I think, are they are worried for a good reason. I I think something is up, like you just outlined, and uh, I I'm completely on board with this prediction because I don't, I'm not touching him with a ten foot pole in fantasy either. Right. Unless he just falls and falls and falls and falls, and everyone agrees with us, and then at some point you got to take him. But I just I think someone will be willing to take a chance on him earlier than I will. Like, if this was any other running back, and, like, another running... If any running back got, like, in the 1,000 to 1,100 all-purpose yards with a 50-50 split... I don't know if it's 50-50 split, I'm just assuming, but if it if a running back got from 1,000 to 1,100 all-purpose yards and a 50-50 split, like, backfield, like, that's a great year. I got... That's, like, a a generous... I don't know. Like Honestly, I'm saying, like Todd Gurley's talent is gonna help him produce that much. Like I don't he know. You could know what I mean? still be like relevant in fantasy. Like if he gets the key is gonna be like if he gets like the touchdowns, goal, yeah, the goal, goal line, line work. work. Yeah. So that could happen. But you know, I just I don't know. I I think he will miss games. Not just like the limit is workload. I think sure. he will yeah, miss yeah, yeah. games. Because I think he'll just have random flare up. Maybe not a season long injury, but he'll be out for like. Maybe two ch- two or three chunks at a time will be he'll miss like a game or two, and especially there. towards the end of the season, if they don't if they're secure, like if they're winning games, like I think McVeigh's gonna really limit his touches and maybe Try even re- fresh for the even playoffs, rest yeah. him in the pe- last few weeks if they if they're in that position to do so and keep him fresh for the playoffs, right? So I I think the eleven hundred yard total yard thing is definitely you're, not, make, you're not, making me I feel like you're making it like generous. I think I should bump this down to under a thousand. Yeah, that that would, like if you say like oh he's gonna get under a thousand like that that seems like maybe yeah it's just all purpose yards too so like his receiving work has been a huge part of his game like his his best um his worst statistical season was uh 2016 where he had 
1,200 yeah, all-purpose yards. That was a rough year for right. fantasy. So under 1,100 all-purpose yards is like a very poor season for him statistically. So just let's let's keep that in mind. Before I get to my last one uh, in 2016 fantasy, I had DeAndre Hopkins that year when he had his worst year ever when he, with Brock. Yeah, Russell big bust. Yeah. And I didn't draft Todd Gurley that year, but I had traded for – acquired him halfway through the season hoping he would have a great second half and it just didn't pan out at all so i had todd Gurley and deandre hopkins when they just had awful years and, and imagine having that in 2017 2018 i know in 2017 i had todd i drafted todd Gurley and it totally paid off for me so i made amends there but um maybe hopefully i'll do deandre hopkins at some point but we'll see um my last one uh i was all over this one last season and it did not come true. You're pulling a Max Kellerman? Yeah, but uh, the Saints will miss the playoffs. Explain yourself. Okay. <laughs> um, Drew Brees, his last four regular season games last year, um, 214 yards per game, only three touchdowns and three interceptions with an 83 passer rating. Those are very mediocre numbers. Um I know he had a two, you know, solid playoff games um, to come back from that. But the Saints are coming off two heartbreaking playoff exits in a row. Uh, two years ago at the Minnesota Miracle with Stephon Diggs uh, having a walk-off touchdown. And then obviously last year with the, the no call. So at some point, like this team, I, I don't know. I just think that it just it might could be too much to handle. Um, I think Breeze could, you know, I don't think he's going to fall off completely. I think that Brady is further along in the decline than Breeze is because Breeze was an MVP candidate for most of the season last year until Mahomes really separated himself down the stretch. But I don't know. I think the last four games could be kind of telling of what's to come in a way. Not He's not going to, you know, put this – last four games as his 16 game pace of this year. I'm not saying that, but he threw 30, 32 touchdowns and five picks last year. I just, I don't know. I don't feel it from the saints this year. I think there's a lot of, I think the NFC is loaded. I think there's a lot of teams and it's just hard for them. I don't know. I, I still think they could go nine and seven and 10 and six, but I don't know if that's going to be good enough. I mean, the, the only argument I see that's different from your Patriots argument is the fact that their divisions better than the Patriots division and maybe the NFC is tougher, but like it's, I feel like it's just the same situation as the Patriots, but I, this roster is just better in my opinion. Like, like you said, both Brady and Breeze are showed signs of decline, which is true, but I think the saints have an even better roster. They have a better running back and I guess rushing attack in general. Um, a better receiver, a number one option, a better defense. I mean, Sean Payton, is, I guess, I mean, isn't as good of a coach as Belichick. I don't know but, if the Saints have a better defense than the Patriots. Um, all right, they're at least comparable. But I just, I, in my opinion, I like this roster better than the Patriots roster. I just think the Belichick factor is what makes the Patriots arguably a better team. I mean, they're really close, but I. 
I just I, the only reason I'd see that happening is because of their tough division and maybe tougher conference. But very high on the Falcons this year. Um, I don't think I said that, but I very sure. I really believe in them. I think that. I mean, Matt Ryan won MVP. Um, what was it? Was it twenty sixteen? Seven, seventeen. Excuse me. Well, sixteen to seventeen season. Yes. Yeah. So whatever that was. Last year, he had equally as good numbers as his MVP season. He really did. If you look at it, it's honestly almost the same. But it's just that Mahomes had a crazy year and he just didn't win it. So Why was he not even in a, f- a finalist? I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I think he honestly should be. I think his year got overlooked. Didn't make the Pro Bowl. He didn't? That's a travesty then. Look at his numbers. They were ridiculous. He had 20 less yards in his MVP season. Um, QBR of 108 compared to his 117. Look at his touchdowns and picks. They're almost the same. QBR of 20, his MVP season. Um, MVP season, he had 38 touchdowns, 7 interceptions. This year, he had 35 touchdowns, 7 interceptions. But he also had 3 rushing touchdowns this season. He didn't have any MVP. So, his numbers were almost identical. Uh, It's just the defense, as we all know, got obliterated with injuries from the start of the season, and they were in a hole that they could not get out of. So... And they still went seven and nine, which is I honestly, if you asked me what the Falcons' record was last year, I honestly, I would thought, have said a lot worse. Yeah. I would have said four and twelve. I thought honestly, I thought they went like four and twelve, five and eleven last year. So seven nine kind of surprised me, and um, I don't know. I just think that Julio and I think people are people are also high on the nar- narrative that Calvin Ridley will regress. I don't think he'll regress. Like why? I d- I think that the Falcons yeah. are just gonna be coming out of the gates i think that matt ryan could support two very fantasy relevant receivers he's and, done in his career sure um if Devonte freeman could stay healthy which is a big if uh he's been dynamic too when he's on the field so i'd also like to say about the falcons um to make a case for them uh they add to their o-line they spent high draft capital on two O-linemen, I think two in the first round, I believe. Yeah. Um, and they uh, – weather's on their side. They play in a dome, and their um, coldest game of the year will be San Francisco in December. Shout out Tim Petropolis on Veterans Minimum and Brodo Fantasy Podcast. He makes that stat very clear. I listen to him a lot. Uh, but it's true. I mean, the the weather factor. I mean, it's 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 gonna it it bodes well for them. Is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. So. And their sorry. And their defense. What you mentioned before. Their defense. They had uh, seven of their starters injured last year of the eleven. And on IR. IR. Not just missing like a few games. IR. Yeah. So I mean, if if they don't just catastrophically collapse medical wise on defense. I like this. They're going to, and th- this is all year. goes back to my point that I think the saints could be in for a down year. And I was obviously not right on that last year, but maybe it'll be this year. Who's who knows? <laughs> um, yeah. So those are our bold takes. Yeah. Some were lukewarm. Some were hot. Um, yeah. 
So there we go. Football season is right around the corner. Can't come soon enough. The draft, our fantasy draft, is uh, in about a week. By the time you're listening to this, it could be in a few days. Um, so it's draft season. Uh, maybe we'll probably squeeze in maybe one more mock draft on a show uh, to help you guys out with your drafts. If you have any fantasy questions, feel free to DM us. We're always open to that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I uh, I helped Joey, our editor, run his fantasy team last year, and we did practically all right. ran his team. I, yeah, it was it was a co-owned situation, I'd say. Yeah. Um, when when I asked Joey how much uh, of his team was actually him, he's like, honestly, Mitchell didn't even help me that much. And then like I asked Mitchell, he was like. I practically run his team, <laughs> which is like Joey would send him like who's on who's on waivers every every and like his roster. Who I pick honestly, up. I should have just gotten his password, <laughs> but I didn't. Yeah. Uh, yeah, exposing Joey, you fraud. I um he definitely. I'll never forgive myself because Connor Anderson, week one of the twenty seventeen season, um asked me. It was week one. It was right before the Chiefs Patriots played on <laughs> Thursday Night Football to open up the season. He's like, "Do I play Kareem Hunt or do I play uh, I- Isaiah Crowell?" Uh, I said, "Isaiah Crowell." Kareem Hunt goes out and scores forty points opening opening night. And I'm like, oh, "I'm so sorry." <laughs> He's like, "No, no worries. No one could have predicted this to happen." So yeah, yeah, bad call on that. Sorry, Connor. Shout um, out Connor Anderson. Yeah. So hopefully, I can give some better advice this time around. So anyway, I'm not selling. I'm not selling myself very well. But DM us. I, I, <laughs> yeah, I, I consistently make the playoffs. I have two championships to my name. I'm a good fantasy owner. Um, DM me, not Jack. Jack stinks in fantasy. Um, I mean, if you if you DM the Hog on Instagram, you're you're gonna get either one of us. Either one of us. Probably so me. You're kind of just you're 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 tossing a coin up in there if you want good or bad advice. No, nah, I'll give you some good advice. I'm I'm in, I'm due for a good year, as Mitchell would also agree. Yeah, Jack. Um. Jack's missed the playoffs in our one league five out of the past six years. All right, so that's all we have for the show today. Um, follow the show on everything, uh, Instagram, SoundCloud. Subscribe on iTunes, Spotify. You're, bu- you're butchering this. Hogwine Podcast. Follow me at Jack underscore, no, at underscore Jack.Manis underscore far. Follow Mitchell on Instagram at Mitchell Manis. Doesn't even know his own Instagram. Um, yeah. That is our NFL bowl predictions show. I hope your AC was on and you're you're uh, drinking a milkshake or something. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Hope the Eagles win zero games. Yes. Goodbye, everyone. See ya.